You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year and Luno SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome to Sports Day SA, Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel filling in once again and a beautiful day in Adelaide, nice warm t- mid 20, 20 degree day, glorious day, lots of sport happening in Adelaide today, Dan, there's cricket everywhere and uh, it's all happening today, footy. Yeah, there is, there's so much, you're right, the AFLW uh, is currently on at the moment too, so Adelaide playing against Geelong in the uh, in that, and it's half time, Adelaide leading by three points, so a uh, good clash there between two teams that are going to play finals, um, and then we've obviously got the NBL uh, tonight as well, 36ers and yes. the Kings, um, so that's going to be a massive matchup, so there is plenty happening in the world of sport tonight, and then over the weekend as well, it's going to be a, a great weekend. You can be part of the show too, Eight double two three double O double O. give us a call or text in 0437 693 060, it's the Weeks Line. Discover exceptional customer service, Weeks Homes, Discover Different. All right, it's time for the hot topic of the day. Now, there's a few of them, but we'll just mix them up as we go along. Uh, Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty for Char Time? Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fans. What are we going to talk about, man? Are we going to talk about the Redbacks winning or are we going to talk about the World Cup first? Uh, got two. Yeah, let's go to the World Cup first. All right. Let's talk about the World Cup with Australia taking on New Zealand in Melbourne tomorrow to kick off the World in Sydney. Cup. Sydney, is it? In yes. Sydney, yes. sorry. Um, Sydney, 5.30. Yes, it's the India-Pakistan's the uh, Melbourne one. Yes. So to kick off the World Cup, it is a replay of last year's final in the 2020 World Cup. So um, it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, what would you like to, where, where would you like to take it, Bonds, in terms of that game? Well, firstly, let's chat about Cam Green coming in for Josh Inglis. In, in a freak accident... He swung a six iron on a par three. It's shattered oh. through his through the grip of the golf club and sliced his hand open, and he's going to miss the World Cup. It's actually it's incredible. He's obviously just fought his way into the side. Um, yeah. As a a lot of players, I think out there would say that you don't have dreams about this, but you have different things popping into your head. Where you're like, imagine if I just fell over and I broke my arm or did something like this, I'm out of a, a massive series or a massive game, and that's exactly what's happened to Josh Inglis. Absolute freak accident. Uh, Cam Green comes in. Are you happy with that selection? Yeah, I am. I think Cam Green's going to be a massive part of the future for Australia. And so I think um, he can obviously do both. I think it, it gives him a bit of variety um, and a bit of versatility in the lineup. All right, we take on the Kiwis, the likely batting order. This is what this is what I've got for our batting order. Finch, Warner, I think they'll play Marsh at three. I think Smith will, will miss out. If, if Smith plays, he bats three. Yep. Uh, Maxwell, Stoinis. Wade and David. Now, David will shuffle depending on where the game's at. 100% correct. And then out standard bowlers. Yeah, and then your bowlers from there. So, 
Yeah, look, it's um, I don't mind the lineup. Obviously, Finch is going to open. We want him to make runs early to take a little bit of pressure off. Warner is coming off the back of a player of the tournament, player of the series last year, um, and has been in some good form. Love watching Mitch Marsh at the moment, what he's doing, and obviously Maxwell could be the most um, exciting player this tournament. Um, going to be interesting because obviously with the Kiwis, um, in the final last year, Kane Williamson, their captain, 85 he made in the final. Um, incredible player to watch regardless of whether you're a New Zealander or not. Martin Guppel is another one that's going to be great to see how he fares for them at the top of the order. Funny you mentioned uh, Martin Guptill. It's like we spoke about this before we come on. Uh, Zampa. He's a, he's a bit of Zampa's bunny, Guptill. Zampa's got him a few times uh, across uh, the, the times I've played. So I'm looking forward to seeing Zampa v Guptill. It's a great call. Adam Zampa got him in last year's World Cup final. He was okay. he made 28. Um, so it'll be interesting to see when they deploy Adam Zampa with him obviously in. Um, Barat, who we spoke with earlier in the week, did tip it to be a bowler's tournament and tipped Adam Zampa to be the player of the tournament. So very much looking forward to seeing how that tip goes and how Zampa obviously fares. Two other important players, I think, Mitch Stark and Trent Bolt. I think they are – if one of, either of those two fire, their team generally wins. So if they get early wickets, uh, they're pretty important for both teams. They absolutely are. Um, Trent Bolt took the only two wickets in last year's World Cup final for New Zealand. Um, still elite. He's been elite. His consistency for such a long period of time has been incredible. Um, and it just it adds to their lineup. And obviously, yeah, you talked about um, Stark. He's one that um, could do absolutely anything, could swing the ball. It's dangerous. Um, and obviously, the wobble suits him to a tee. I really want to see Bolt bat throughout the tournament <laughs> as well because it is a it is. One of the funniest things in cricket to see Trent bat, but uh, batting. All right, um, big win down at Adelaide Oval by the Redbacks. They have defeated Tasmania. If you're just uh, catching the news, and on the line we got Johnny from Port Augusta wants to chat about that. Good oh. boys, I'm wrapped. You're wrapped. I rang up, I rang up, bleeding my heart down the night with the mighty Redbacks losing to Tasmania in the Sheffield Shield. Because that's the important one, the Sheffield Shield. But it's nice to win the March Cup. But Jake Lehman, could he play for Australia? Paul, Whoa, you've seen a, a bit of him in the Sheffield Shield. It's a big question. I don't the long stretch and all the rest of it. Could he potentially play for Australia down the track? I, I reckon he might have missed his boat. I think he's a very he good player and he's, yeah. Yeah, and he's played the second half of last year and obviously yeah. started this year in good form. He made 78 not out as uh, the Redbacks got home in the second last over. Uh, Tasmania made... Five for two fifty two, and the Redbacks six wickets down got the runs. And Lehman, well, I'm seven delighted. Out. Yeah, I oh, look, he's well, a, I'm delighted. Yeah, you know. yeah, I think we, I think we love Jake. I'm delighted with the Redbacks. Yeah, it's great, and I think we love Jake because we love yeah. Wolf too. I'm delighted with Dizzy. Dizzy Gillespie. Nah. He's a great bloke and good bowler cricket ball. Absolutely, uh, spot on there, Johnny. It's good Thanks, to fellas. it's good to hear that you're delighted because you were a bit flat the Thanks, other day. Mate. Obviously, <laughs> thank you, mate. Um, so it's good to hear that you're up and about. Obviously, knocking off Tasmania, who were top of the table, undefeated going into that. So that gives us two wins and one loss in the uh, Marsh Cup there. So promising signs for the Redbacks in the one-day competition thus far, which we have actually performed reasonably well of late yes. too. Yes. So uh, just to give you some other – Ben Menenti bowled beautifully, I thought. Um, only, they, they shared the wickets around. They got one each, uh, the bowlers. But Menenti, I thought he bowled his 10 overs. I think it was one for 30 
One for 34 it was. And so it is that justification around playing him in the Sheffield Shield where he had an extremely good game, obviously with the ball and with the bat. And then he comes out and does that today in the uh, one-day format. So he's one that they've certainly found for going forward in both formats, which is going to be extremely exciting to see. Um, And, yeah, Mick Sweeney was very good as well, made 75 runs. He was the player of the match. Um, Jake Doran for Tasmania, 105 not out in the middle of the – of the lineup there for them. So it was a, uh, a good game to watch. There's been plenty of cricket happening here in South Australia uh, today as well. And we'll, we'll touch on the, the WBBL when we speak with Ben Hook later on. Yeah, we're going to speak with Hookie uh, after the break. And uh, he might have some good news about the lady strikers as well. But uh, we don't give it all away. Um, Kez made, uh, Alex Carey made 37 as well. McSweeney gets player of the match. Lehman makes 78 not out. Doran made a beautiful 105 not out. Is yeah, it's an, it, look, it's an interesting one. He did bowl four overs. They went for 27. So I don't... That's a gout. That exactly goes against him, if anything, men's. Correct. I don't exactly think that's what got him over the line. But um, it's good that we've got some guys that maybe aren't your major names in the team standing up because you know that your Travis Head's going to get runs, Carey's going to get runs, even Weatherald and, and Henry Hunt at the top of the order are going to make runs. So if we can have these other guys come in, Beminenti is a great example of it. Obviously, Lehman and McSweeney. It's, uh, it's promising for the Redbacks. It is. One of my pet hates happened today, though. What One of that? my pet hates is in professional sport, a player comes out with no number and no name on the back. <laughs> so Wes Agar. Now, I don't, I, I don't know if the – you would imagine that – they have a team manager who washes their kit and it's there ready for the players. I don't think, I don't think, Wes, they, but... I don't think they take it home and wash it themselves and bring it back. Um, but for Wes Agar not to have a number and name on the back, what's going on? Yeah, that's uh, that's a blunder. That's uh, that's the yeah, equivalent of running out in the wrong colour shorts in an AFL <laughs> game um, and going, I've actually packed my own shorts and I've got the away shorts on and we're wearing the home shorts. So... That is a blunder. It shouldn't happen in professional sport, but it does uh, far too often, Bonds. It actually happened in the NBL last weekend as well. Kevin White playing his 300th NBL game did not have his name on the back. Experience uh, obviously doesn't count for much. That's, it's, just, it's just not good enough. No. Not good enough. So come on, uh, whoever's putting names and numbers on the back, it's not that difficult. Why are you on that? Are you yeah. a fan of the uh, AFL, the names on the back of jumpers? I am. Yep. Just do it. Yeah, I think it, it, it helps, especially the casual fan, but it Correct. helps most fans as well, and it will even help commentators as well. So yes, I that's why I say it. <laughs> I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a negative, um, and they're toying with the idea of it, obviously. Give you a score update from Unley Oval. It's in the third quarter. We've uh, got about eight and a bit minutes to go in the third quarter. Geelong lead at three goals, 4-22, Adelaide at 2-5-17. Massive game too because both these teams are on six wins and two losses sit in fourth and fifth. So it is basically a top four battle, this one, with only two matches to go. You would think whoever wins this game will probably sneak into the top four. So a massive matchup between the Crows and the Geelong women's team at Unley Oval. And the Crows have just kicked a goal and got back in front by a point. So... Um, I didn't see who kicked the goal, but uh, we'll come back uh, a bit later and find that out for you. Um, we should go to a break, probably. It's been good a good first segment. Yeah, it's We're been up a- and about. The been- cricket's, cricket's happening all around. The Crows are back in front. <laughs> so everything's happening in Adelaide. Oh, thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Toolkit Depot shop for a huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. This is Sports ASA. We'll be back after this. 
Sports Day. For Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year and Lumo Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day SA, Bonds and Men's with you. All thanks to Weeks. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes. Discover different. Now it's time to cross down to Hookie. He's down at Karen Rolton Oval. Uh, ben Hook is brought to us by the Kia Sportage that's just been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See kia.com.au. Hookie, how are you going down there? Well, uh, heart racing, to be honest, Bonds, because that's one of the all-time thrillers in WBBL cricket. And the good news is is that Adelaide have come out on top, one by three runs. Uh, it was absolutely tight. Jimmy Barsby bowled the last over. Uh, two, ball, two of those balls went for six. It looked for everything like Adelaide had blown it, but they survived. It was a wonderful game. Oh, fantastic. And uh, they went all right with Matty Penner, batted pretty well. Yeah, so uh, Adelaide lost their way in the middle of the innings. Uh, Katie Mack, who has been a wonderful performer at the top of the order for the strikers, got off to a really nice start again. Deandra Dotton, really unlucky. You know how when uh, the the striking batter hits one straight down the pitch and the bowler gets their fingertips to it and the cannons into the stumps? That's exactly what happened to Deandra Dotton, and she fell that way, so that was really unlucky. Matt looked good, but then through the middle of the innings, Adelaide just struggled to score. Maddie Penner came in at number seven, I think it was, and played beautifully. She's one to watch, guys. Um, I think she's originally from uh, Canberra or certainly, you know, northern Victoria up in that region. Played a little bit at the Melbourne Stars. Started off as a leg spinner and is a really good hard-hitting batter. So uh, one to watch. She played beautifully to get Adelaide up to a score that looked competitive without being uh, an absolute sure thing. Uh, But then the bowling and Fielding, well, the fielding was a bit questionable, to be honest, from Adelaide, but the bowling was exceptional, led by Darcy Brown. Um, for those of you who don't follow women's cricket, uh, just just have a look whenever you get the opportunity at what Darcy Brown is doing as a teenager, not only for the Adelaide Strikers, but for the Australian cricket team. She bowls right arm fast, she swings the ball away, and she gets good batters out with good balls. And that's exactly what she did uh, in the in the uh, Sydney Sixers innings today, she got Alyssa Healy and uh, Elise Perry out with consecutive balls. I mean, I don't need to tell you guys that they are the absolute pinnacle of Australian cricket. So to get those two out uh, at the top of the order um, with a couple of big wickets was super important. Erin uh, Burns um, lives in the shade of uh, a couple of her bigger name teammates like Elise Perry, like Alyssa Healy, like Ash Gardner. Batted beautifully. I've never seen her bat that well before, and she kept Sydney in it all the way through. They always looked a little bit behind. I'll tell you what happened, guys. This is quite funny. Adelaide did such a botch job of their own power surge. I forgot that Sydney had one. I always thought Adelaide were just bubbling along nicely ahead of the game, but suddenly, with the 18th over about to be bowled, Sydney took their power surge, and they played really well. They took uh, around about 24 runs off it. Adelaide took eight off their power surge. So, in the end, it was left to Gemma Barsby to bowl the last over. I was surprised by that. I thought Talia McGrath might bowl herself. Gave the ball to Gemma. Uh, first ball went for two. Katie Mack made a fielding error. Didn't throw the ball in fast enough. Next ball went for six. I thought, my goodness, this is awful. Third ball, Bridget Patterson, one of the best fielders in the competition, not just the strikers, drops a catch. Two more runs. The next ball goes for six. I thought it was done. But Barsby, just ice water running through her veins, boys. Uh, she bowled a really slow flighted one, 
got Burns to sky it to long off where Brown took the catch and then picked up the wicket also with the last ball. So the strikers hang on by uh, just three runs. And uh, it's their first win of the competition. What a great day for South Australian cricket as well with the Redbacks winning just down the road at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, spot on, Hooky. Massive day for South Australian cricket. So our girl, we had her on earlier in the week, Gemma Barsby. So three for 32 she took. So what chances did you give her going into the last over and which arm did she bowl with? Yeah, it's a good question. She bowled uh, all with her right arm. It's certainly her favourite arm, um, Men's. And we spoke to her, as, as we said earlier in the week, and one of the discussion topics is she's ambidextrous. She can bowl with her right arm or with her left arm. She bowled everything with her right arm today. She was bowling to some right-handers, and I thought she might go left arm around and just try and spin the ball away from the right-handers. Um, she's emerging as a really important player for Adelaide. She spent some time as captain of the Scorpions last year. A uh, young girl who comes from Queensland, her dad, Trevor, I'm sure, uh, Paul, you'll be able to, you're old enough yes, to mate. remember Trevor Barsby. Thank a, you. A great Queensland <laughs> opener. Well, I'm only putting you in my category, mate. I'm not, I'm not trying to throw any more shade on you than I am on myself. Um, yeah, but she's becoming a really important player. She bats handily down the order. But her spin bowling, for the captain to throw her the ball in the last over, I, I was a tiny bit surprised. I thought it was probably Talia's job to do herself. Uh, but she got really unlucky there, um, Gemma, because she, she bowled a really good over. It could have had her out. We should have had Burns off strike. I mean, that was the problem with the first ball. If she'd had Burns off strike, Eccleston, and Eccleston's a story in her own right. We might talk about her, Sophie Eccleston from um, the Sydney Sixers, who's the England international. But if you got Eccleston on strike, I think Gemma had it covered. But when two of those balls went for six, I thought, oh, gee, this is going to be pretty sick if they go down from here. But, yeah, Barsby really stood up. The, the, the second-last delivery she bowled to get rid of Aaron Burns, that is as courageous as I've seen in that form of cricket. And uh, it just goes to show Talia McGrath knows a heck of a lot more about captaincy than me to throw her the ball. And, and Gemma Barsby backed it up. Well done, Hooky. Uh, the voice of the WBBL in Adelaide. Uh, mate, uh, well done. And you'll be back on the show, uh, hope, next week. And uh, taking... Men's just holding his hand through the rest of the week. Uh, but well done, mate, and uh, thanks for the update down there. It's been good luck everywhere in Adelaide. Cricket is a fantastic sport when we're winning. Yeah, good on your bonds, good on your men's, and yeah, go the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow morning. Boys. Yes, love that. <laughs> we're about to talk NBA. <laughs> thanks, mate. Uh, it's Ben Hook down there at Karen Rolton Oval, and if you just uh, caught up with the news, the uh, Strikers, 6 for 142. Beat the Sixers eight for one thirty nine, a three run win with Gemma Barsby bowling the last over. She got three wickets. Darcy Brown three wickets, and uh, in the other game, the Heat uh, eight for one hundred and sixty three defeated the Renegades one thirty seven. So a big win to the Heat. All right, it's time for our NBA update. Thanks to Ko. Don't risk missing all your team matches on the uh, of the T Twenty World Cup. On KO Sports. Watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. Men's, let's do our NBA. We're going to love this. Let's do our NBA update. Firstly, the most important thing about the whole NBA update is that Celtics beat the 76ers in the first game, 126 to 117. Yes, they did, and um, we touched on this the other day, and you mentioned about their kit. It is delightful. I did get to see that. Um, And so then... Obviously, the Sixers, 76ers look to back it up today against the Milwaukee Bucks. Tough start to the year, um, but went down 90 to 88. Um, Giannis, just, he does it every year. He's yeah. Mr. Consistent in the league. Yeah, he's fantastic. 21, 13, and 8 today. Um, 
was able to get the better of Joel Embiid, who was uh, slightly disappointed, if I'm honest, Bonds. I, he's my first pick in fantasy this year, and he hasn't quite started the way I would have liked. But James Harden, massive, 31 points, eight rebounds, nine assists. He looks as fit as he's been in a long time. Yeah, he does look fit. He does look fit. But, uh, yeah, you, you know what you get from James Harden. He's, he's, a, he's a very skillful player that can't defend. Yep. Uh, what about what about the Warriors over the Lakers on day one? Yep. Um, so they looked extremely good. They just they bat so deep. Uh, the Warriors they've obviously got Steph Curry's in incredible form. But then you chuck in Jordan Paul, you chuck in Clay Thompson, you chuck in Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. It keeps going. So they're going to be as good as anyone this season. Um, and so then today, obviously the Lakers who didn't get the job done against the Warriors, then obviously lost to their cross-town rival, sorry, uh, the, the Clippers, 103-97. So touched on this at the uh, uh, earlier that um, LeBron James uh, is carrying the team for the Lakers but just not able to get it done. Um, he scored 20 points. Anthony Davis with 25. Interestingly enough, Kawhi Leonard didn't start for the Clippers, but he did play. He played 21 minutes, 14 points, and was enough for the Clippers to get over the line and beat uh, the Lakers in their first match of the Just season. bring him back slowly. I think he missed a lot of basketball. He did. He's come off uh, Achilles. I think he's come off ACL as well. Yes. So um, there's plenty of things there. So um, good start for the Clippers, really good start for the Bucks as well. Um, there's some massive games on um, tomorrow as well. So before, before you go to tomorrow's games, I just want to touch on the Pelicans' win over the Nets, uh, 130 to 108. Zion, yeah. Zion Williams is back, 25 points, nine rebounds. And speaking of guys that look fit, I think he's lost all that puppy fat, hasn't he? He has. He um, a little bit like James Harden. They yes, put on a little bit of that puppy fat, and and he definitely looks fit. Brandon Ingram, his teammate as well, um, looks elite and. He's always been a very good player, but never gone to that elite level and could do that with Zion this year. So um, we did touch on it. I touched on it with Hookie, I reckon, that concerns for the Nets um, after that game and then obviously going forward will be interesting to see how they go with their chemistry. So um, there are some massive games coming up and some massive sport coming up over the weekend too. I've noted down a couple of things. If you're not doing a lot over the weekend, um, here's a couple of things. The Cox play is obviously on tomorrow. The Celtics take on the Heat. Uh, Australia plays New Zealand and if you're into your rugby league, the rugby rugby league world cup's on at the moment too. Australia plays Scotland. Yeah, it's a shocking time. It's a terrible time, but like uh, if three a.m. or something. Yeah, yeah, I think four or five here. So if you're if you're a passionate fan, you get up. And then Sunday, plenty happening on Sunday. So in the baseball, there is Astros and Yankees. Um, you've got St Kilda and Port Adelaide playing each other in the AFLW. The Mavs play against Ben Hooks Grizzlies, who he's jumped on board. Um, and Sydney plays Adelaide in the A-League as well. So, And then if you want to stay up late, you've got the F1s on in the USA and the NFL as well. So there's a massive weekend of sport coming up that uh, I can't wait to watch as much as I can. You can give you a live score from only over. It's three-quarter time. The Adelaide Crows lead by a point, 29-28 over Geelong. So they're currently on the live ladder. They're sitting in fourth. Geelong are a game behind in fifth. Yeah, they are. So it's uh, like we touched on. It's, it's a massive game. This one. It's a four points or eight point swing because realistically, whoever wins this will probably make the top four. Um, the other one that we haven't touched on, seen as we're doing American sport, is the NFL bonds. Yes, the NFL was on today. The one game on Friday um, over here, which is Thursday night football over there. So. The Arizona Cardinals, who have not started the best, they were able to get over the top of the New Orleans Saints 42-34 to off the back of Kyler Murray. And DeAndre Hopkins came back in for his first game off a six-game suspension. So it made a massive difference for them today. Has just catapulted them back into um, a better position in the standings. And so 
obviously all the games on Monday morning over here, but it's a massive Thursday night matchup that uh, there hasn't been a lot of high scoring games. So it was good to see some touchdowns scored today. Yeah, um, I'm I'm a Patriots fan, so we're having a couple of gap years off. We you know, decided that Tom wasn't yep. right up to Although, it anymore. In true Bill Belichick style, their defense is, again, unbelievable. Um, If you want to have a look at a coach who is no fuss and just gets it done year in, year out, Bill Belichick is your man. Um, It's just incredible what he's able to do with the list he has every single season. Um, So they're probably every chance to still make the playoffs. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles man, so we actually played against your guys a few years ago, which was uh, – an incredible game, a lot of yards in that game too. Um, somehow Nick Foles got the better of Tom Brady, which uh, you would not pick in too many head-to-head matchups. No, no. Um, after the break, we're going to talk to Zane Williams from the Woodville West Torrens Footy Club. Zane was taken by Geelong in the in the mid-season draft and released by Geelong a couple of weeks ago. So he decided to uh, come back and join you, stand next to you in the forward line. Looking forward to that? Yeah, it's huge for us. When Zane left in the mid-season draft, there was a clear hole that was left in our forward line. Um, my brother did his ACL too, so it was probably compounded by that. But yep. um, Zane Zane went to another level this year with his skills um, and with how he's able to bring others into the game. And so it'll be interesting to talk to him about that. But also his experience at Geelong. He was there for three months and they won a premiership. So not long enough, but pretty incredible experience for him. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be great to speak to Zane. And that's coming up after the break. Uh, here. So, look, uh, stay with us. We'll talk to Zane Williams after the break here on Sports Day SA. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo Lumo SA, SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Dan Menzel, Paul Bonzer with you, and we've now got a young eagle on the phone, one of your teammates. Um, We're going to speak to him very shortly, thanks to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. And also Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partners. Toolkit Depot shop for a huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. It is from the Eagles, the mighty Woodville West Orange Footy Club. Zane Williams, welcome to Sports Day, Zane. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. No, look, Zane, thanks for jumping on. It's uh, it's great to have you on. And we've got some questions I think will be very insightful for our listeners in terms of your journey this year and obviously the last couple of years as well. But I want to go straight to, obviously, you got picked up by Geelong in the mid-season draft and then was at Geelong this season who obviously won the grand final. So I just want to touch on that experience of, I guess, being part of a group that uh, was able to obviously win it on the last day in front of 100,000 people at the MCG. Yeah, it was um, close drawn. Actually, you get a bit of um, you fear of missing out kind of kind of thing. And um, no, it was obviously a great experience to learn from. I guess a lot of the great players that played, and I guess a lot of the great coaches as well. So um, I've obviously developed my game quite a lot in the last um, four months, and no, I'm really looking forward to bringing it back to the sample and playing with the boys that I know really well and the club that I love. So um, yeah, looking forward to. It. What was the major difference when you walked through the door at Geelong? What was the one thing you noticed? Or or was there a bit of a fanboy moment where you looked around and you saw Selwood, Dangerfield? Um, did, did Was there a bit of that or was it just too much to take in initially? Um, yeah, to start with, the first person I've seen was Tom Hawkins. So you got that big fella walking at you. It's a bit intimidating. Um, but, yeah, it was obviously, obviously pretty good to, I guess, walk into the club that I supported as a kid and, I guess at the start, you obviously have that little bit of an idol and you get a bit overwhelmed and, and all that, but you, you soon learn that there's people and 
better footballers and, um, yeah, they're just normal people. So you were a Geelong fan growing up, Zane, so not a lot of people would probably know that. Who was your favourite player? Uh, Joel Selwood. I'd like to say you, Dan, but... Uh, no, no, yeah, I, I'm, I was aware of the answer to that one, so it wasn't a loaded <laughs> question. But how was that, obviously, meeting Joel and then obviously being part of um, someone who finished his career in an incredible fashion? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a storyline, actually. Um, yeah, it was good to, good to meet him, and everything you see on the media um, is exactly the way he is, and he hasn't got too many faults, uh, Joel, and... Obviously, yeah, as I said, he's just a person. And you, I watched the way he prepared for games and recovered. And he was in there. Like, I was trying to prove myself that I was in there a lot, but he was in there just as much as I was. And he's been in the system for 18 years, so 16 years. So it was, um, yeah, watching how hard he worked is just, I guess that's just uh, proven on the field. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. That's that's Joel T. Another player I want to ask you about, mate, was a former teammate of ours, Tyson Stengel. So, first of all, did he know who you were when you got to the club? Funny enough, he did, but um, I would not be surprised if he if he didn't. Yeah, he doesn't um, speak a lot, the yeah. Prez, does he? No, he's quite naive, I think, the big fella. So, um, he spoke a few words, but, yeah, I couldn't get much out of him. I don't think many could. So, And did yeah. the nickname carry to Geelong? The Prez? Yep. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I've been calling him Prez. He loves it. and um, Yeah, he thrives off that. Good, good. Ah, That's super to hear. Um, now, one other one I want to ask you is we've spoke about this a bit on Sports Day this week is in terms of players getting picked up in the mid-season draft and only having a three- or four-month opportunity and then being back out of the system. So just want to ask you with that, what's your thoughts on that in terms of should the contract be longer uh, is it just luck of the draw whether you go to a Geelong who wins a premiership or you go to a North Melbourne who's on the bottom of the ladder and potentially you're still there? What, what are your thoughts on that with how it should go moving forward? Yeah, I did see that um, that article and um, I fully agree with it. I think I've been in the system now and I guess um, yeah, three months isn't long enough to prove yourself. I think I had eight games to really prove myself and I'm still a kid developing. I'm not. I'm nowhere near um, fully finished product. It's just... Um, You'd like a pre-season and just to prove yourself, I guess, and get used to a new system because I had to learn 60 different names and different game style and how to move away from home and, and all that stuff. That all adds up, and um, I think I understand that, but it must have been a bit of a tricky situation with loose spots and stuff like that, and you understand that. But I think, yeah, definitely when they're a young kid, and I still classify myself as a young kid, you've got to give, be given time to develop your body and, and all that. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't given that, but... I mean, it's not the end of the road. I don't think it's the end of the road, but, yeah, it's obviously a bit tough and you still, you've still got to cope with it and you get setbacks, but you're always better for them. So you mentioned you obviously left there, moved out of home. Who did you live with in Geelong and uh, what was the living arrangements like? So I was, I was in with a host family. Um, I didn't really want to be with a host family to start, but they didn't really have any players to move in with. So I moved into the host family and they, they, they brought me like I was a real family and they really looked after me and took care of me. And um, the good thing is they didn't really care about footy. So got to go home and, and not really talk about footy because yeah, I was around it all day, every day. And yeah, you can get sick of it a little bit, which is normal. You just got to have a little bit of a balance in life. Um, whereas footy's not everything. So you've got to try and yeah, find little hobbies and little things you want to do, I guess, after footy as well, which, um, yeah, looking at now. So yeah. what? What about the communication from the coaching staff? Um, were they in constant communication with you, letting you know what you needed to change to, uh, I guess, p- 
push for a, for an AFL berth? Um, I'm not sure. I think they just said go out and play, and because obviously they wanted to see what I had, what I could bring, and um, yeah, like I got told I was doing a lot of things right, and I guess I didn't, I didn't really get told until the exit meeting what I was doing wrong. So I think my main thing was to put on a little bit of um, strength and. And yeah, I think yeah, it was a bit of a, I was a bit of a surprise, but um, yeah, that nah, is what it is. Yeah, you're right, Zane. It's a, a tough situation for you to go into, and um, unfortunately, it hasn't worked out. But certainly, there's there's hopefully going to be opportunities moving forward. And just on that, the motivation, I guess, um, for from your side, uh, you told me this last week, which I found pretty incredible. And I think uh, listeners will that the last three seasons you've obviously watched uh, your team have the ultimate success. So um, it's one that I, I don't think many people would realise, but obviously Geelong won the premiership in the last two years. You haven't played in the grand final for the Eagles when they've actually won as well. So how's the body, how's the motivation, and uh, how's uh, 2023 going to look for you? Yeah, it's things a little bit. and I think I'd be lying if I said it didn't. Just watching the three grand finals, and I'm a competitor and want to win. And... Um, yeah, it's obviously tough, but at the moment I'm just just having a bit of time off, just to have a bit of a mental break. I think I've had a pretty big, I guess, year and six months, especially where I think I just need to have a bit of time off and, and reset. Because yeah, you, you don't want to be you don't want to keep doing it just for the sake of doing it. You want to enjoy it, and you got to have a balance, as I said. So um, yeah, I think I'm going to be a lot better player next year, which is which is really good signs to me. I think I had a really good I guess start of the year last year, and um, yeah, I think only on, onwards and upwards from here. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Any other AFL clubs showed any interest, Zane? Uh, no, not at, the, not at this point. Um, but, yeah, quite funny. I'm not really not really worried about it. And, just um, kick some goals for uh, kick some goals for the Eagles and hand I'd, some out to men's? Yeah, I, I seem to hand them all out to men's. He's, he's always the right spot. So, um, well, it got, you, it got you drafted this year. So just do the same thing <laughs> next year and we'll be talking to the AFL club again this time next year. Mate, we know, well, you're... I don't know why you kicked uh, less goals in the second half of the year. But correct, up. correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we know you're on the golf course, mate. So we'll let you get back to your game and uh, you finish strong and birdie the last couple. Uh, thanks oh, for joining course. us and have a fantastic year with the Eagles in the sample and uh, best of luck for the future, mate. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Zane. Zane Williams from the Woodville West Torrens Footy Club. Thanks to Lumo SA, 100% Australian-owned, with energy plans and great rewards made for South Australia. We'll be back after the break. This is Sports Day. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Paul Bonza, Dan Menzel with you. Uh, Men's, it's time for our Friday forecast. You can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Okay, first up, your doomsday scenario. Men's? Yeah, my doomsday scenario is going to be the Melbourne weather letting us down again here in Australia. So it's known as the sporting capital in the country, or at least that's what they tell us. And so tomorrow there's a 100% prediction of rain. The Cox Plate is on. It could be torrential rain. And India play Pakistan as well in the 2020 World Cup. That would be a massive loss in sales and uh, obviously revenue. Imagine if that gets washed out. It'd be a horrific result for, one, the World Cup, for viewership, for um, attendance as well. So it would not be a great start to the 2020 World Cup. Wouldn't be great for Melbourne and obviously the Cox Plate's on as well. I think I had heard Barat say the other day too, they've got something like a 10-hour pregame show on Indian TV before that game as well. So... 
uh, that would be a big letdown. My doomsday scenario is Matthew Wade breaks his finger on the first delivery he takes. Jeez, yeah, I mean, that would uh, that would be painful for not just Matthew Wade. Broken finger would be very painful, but for the Australian side. I mean, if you're going to go in with that team, yeah, who would keep? Probably Finch. Finch has done a, a, stood in before, maybe. Yeah, look, it, um, don't know. The rules have changed slightly. They can the twelfth man can keep, but they don't have another keeper in the squad. So uh, interesting. All right, uh, most at stake. Who's got most at stake? Mince. Yeah, I'm going to go to American sports. I obviously love my American sports. I'm going to go to the New York Yankees. So Aaron Judge, I'm not sure if you're aware, but he hit 62 home runs this year, the most um, Great record. Yep. Yes, ever. So. He plays for the Yankees. Unbelievable season. They are down 2-0 now to the Houston Astros. They go back to Yankee Stadium for the next three. They need to win the next game. They've got the most at stake in their next playoff matchup. Who have you got at most at stake? Uh, I've got the St. Kilda board. What if Ross Lyon pulls out the last minute or it, the whole thing doesn't work? Yeah, it's, There's massive pressure on there, the board of St Kilda. There is uh, a lot of pressure on that board and there will be for some time to come, I think. Um, what? What's your sure thing for the weekend? My sure thing uh, for the weekend and for the rest of the season, I'm going yes. to go to the NFL. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. They are 6-0. and oh. My sure thing is they will win the NFC. They will win the conference. They will go in and be every chance to win the Super Bowl this year. They have uh, a pretty lean draw this year, which is great. Minnesota New York Giants are the two teams in second on five and one wins. Uh, I don't see Philly losing a game for a long time, so I'm going to go with them to win the NFC conference. How about yourself? Uh, I'm going for Glenn Maxwell to smash the Kiwis all around the park in Sydney. So he's going to go be back in form at the right time and uh, have a fantastic T20 World Cup. It'd be great to watch. I mean, Tim David obviously now in the team as well if, if he's up and about, but if Max is up and about, there's no one better in the world. Correct. All right, it's time for the Betfair lay-bin. Back and lay bet on the Cox Plate Day. Join betfair.com.au on the app. Gamble responsibly or call 1-800-858-858. Who are you going to... Oh, that's right. The little little sound thing. Good on you, Sam. Um, Who are you putting in the bin? Men's? Yeah, I'm going to put the LA Lakers in the bin. Uh, they've played two games, albeit against some decent opponents, in the Clippers, who they lost to today, 103-97. to And obviously the Golden State Warriors, last year's champs, 109-123. to But I think if you watch the game, it's what they're putting up. They've got LeBron James, who has, who's 36 now. He's, he's still carrying the team. He scored 31 points the other day. Again, uh, today, he was their dominant force with 20 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. He's carrying that team and they're not getting it done. I have grave concern about the LA Lakers this season and beyond. All right. Funny you mention that because I'm going to put a basketball team in the uh, bin too and it's the Brooklyn Nets and I'm going to put Ben Simmons in with them. <laughs> He's going to jump first because, uh, yeah, first game, four points, not ideal. Um, I I just don't think they're going to mo- – I don't think the, the chemistry is there. It's it's a great point. The concern for me is you said four points. The concern for me is he took three shots. So it just shows his confidence isn't there. And the chemistry, I thought about this yesterday, it isn't there because they've got Kyrie Irving who wants the ball and Ben Simmons who wants the ball. If you've got Kyrie who's your facilitator and you've got Ben standing out there on the perimeter, we know he can't shoot the three-point shot. So Leave what is alone. he actually going to do? And exactly that's what teams will do. So I quite like that as well. There's some concerns with Brooklyn early in the season. It might take a little while for Ben to get back to his best. Okay, head to Betfair for live markets on the T20 Cricket World Cup 
And you can back or lay bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Just about done here for another day. Men's it's been good uh, catching up with you this week and filling in for Hookie, who's filling in for Wilds. Um, a, a, a big game about to start over in Sydney. The Adelaide 36ers. Um, uh, going to take on the Kings, and we spoke to Paul Smith earlier yes, in the we week. Did. So great. we just need our boys, the Sixers, to get off the line and uh, smash the Kings, which would we? be unreal. It's going to be great. Adelaide United play Sydney as well, so there's a little Sydney Adelaide derby this weekend uh, in the NBL and the A League. And favourite racing day for me tomorrow is Cox Plate Day. Uh, I hope the rain stays away. We hope. Have, have you got a tip for the Cox Plate tomorrow? Yeah, well, she was uh, at the Caulfield Guineas, Guineas a couple of weeks ago and saw um, Animo, who was a favourite, uh, just get over Zaki. And so I'm actually going to go with Zaki, which I believe is a second favourite, about 460. Yep. I think that at Mooney Valley, the straight is nowhere near as long. So it will lead and it will be harder to run down than what it was at Caulfield. So I'm going to go with Zaki to win the Cox Plate. What about yourself? I've got an animo. I think box four, it just it just wins. It's the best horse uh, in the field. And I'm going to throw in Mr. Brightside and I'm thunderstruck for my trifecta. Huge, huge day of sport this weekend. I can't wait. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. We'll see you next time. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.